I still don't understand why you wouldn't let me graft a laser cannon on your chest to crush those who disobey you. But I guess we're just two different people. Welcome to the world of tomorrow! Yes, welcome to Two Bad Neighbors, a Simpsons podcast that became a Futurama podcast hosted by a robot man and his immortal friend. I am Gregbot version Yosemite. Oh boy, <laughs> we're starting with some naming ones now <laughs> instead of the numbers. Interesting. Numbers are boring. Uh, I mean, yeah. Numbers are boring. My brain is filled with them because I'm programmed that way. So I wanted I wanted there to be something more than numbers, you know? Yeah. This time I'm on to yes. national parks. Yeah, I was going to say, you're going to do some Apple bullshit yep. naming convention? Yeah. You bet. Great. So Yosemite. Yeah. Maybe next time we'll go on to Wonders of the World. Oh, so you, wait. So the naming convention is going to last once each? So next time it's a new, it's a new convention. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It depends on how the program works. You know? It depends on what they come out with. Sure. It depends on your, your uh, masters who program you. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know it. Okay. Uh, well, I'm Alan, and I'm immortal. Yep, you know. are. You are 3,000 years old. Your bit is more fun. I know. <laughs> you have more to do with it. Mine was thrust upon well, why me. Well, why don't you explore the bit a little bit? I don't bit? know. Why don't you go out, I never know. out there and like, and, like, what have you seen in your time? Do you own a TARDIS? <laughs> I do not. Uh, in fact, TARDIS is very uh, offensive to my people. Oh, really? Yeah. It, they Doctor are, Who got it all wrong. They are smaller on the inside. They're they're Your people. They're a, a a a bastardization of the truth. Okay, That's what, what is the is. truth? Uh, the truth is it's it's more like a, a a small cube. Okay, not a not a phone booth. So it's they got everything right except for the exact shape. Yeah, <laughs> it's smaller. And for that, it's smaller on the outside and even bigger on the inside. That's right. And for that, you are deeply offended. I'm very offended. All right, That's I get right. it. Okay. So fuck you, Stephen Moffat. For many, many reasons. What are the others? Well, I don't want to get into it. Well, why don't you? You brought it up. I actually know very little about Stephen Moffat, so that's right. why I don't want to get into it. Cause I, uh, he makes a lot of trash. Yeah. Wait, wait, okay, it's Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Sherlock. Mm-hmm. What else? There's this new one that he ca- that he just came out with. It's called Inside Man. Okay, unrelated to the Spike Lee joint. Unrelated. <laughs> Good Com- movie. Completely un. Great movie. <laughs> we can talk about that all day. Fucking love Inside we Man. We sure can. Our guests can join in as well at any time. Oh yeah, you anytime. Don't, you don't need to feel. Uh, I'm going to be introduced <laughs> so I can do my fucking bit. Can oh, I right. swear on this show? Of course. Yeah, of, of course. course. I yeah. drop a hard F-bomb in my Absolutely. first sentence. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. We encourage it. So he's got a bit. All right. So we'll let's introduce our guest okay. then so he can do his bit. Okay. <laughs> we'll unmuzzle him. Mm. Uh, we have a new guest, a brand new guest mm-hmm. for the show. Uh, uh, would have loved to have him on The Simpsons era, as I know uh, from getting to know him that he also loves The Simpsons. So sorry. Uh the past <laughs> maybe we'll have you on one of our rewatches okay great wait we're doing rewatches mm-hmm. <laughs> why not okay anyway it's colin munch welcome to the show hello thank you for having me my name is colin munch i'm 37 years old i'm from ottawa ontario and someday i will die that was my bit i wanted to do both of your bits <laughs> at the same time okay but, so like you're... subvert them with <laughs> wait, truth. So you're a robot 
who is not immortal. That's right. Okay. Yeah, I didn't say anything <laughs> about being a robot. I'm a man. I'm a fleshy oh, man. Oh, I'm sorry. I was My born apologies. in the nation's capital of Ottawa, Ontario. I see. In right. So you're the subversion of both of our that's bits. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> Basically, that's you're right. a normal human. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I find Perfect. low low effort humor is the best. Humor. That's yes, yeah. that is often. Right. I mean, that's what we strive for here as well. <laughs> like, yeah. I got yeah. that. We have <laughs> high concept bits. bits that we put no effort into. <laughs> Just like Stephen Moffat. Hey, hey got him. Him. there we got go. Him. Zung, brap, 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 Stephen Moffat is like he's like the UK's Ryan Murphy. You know, he's like, this guy who just like keeps Ooh, like, that's a great popular comparison. garbage. Now yeah. you're speaking my language. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for his Jack the Ripper docuseries. <laughs> Is that real? Because that's plausible. I, I, that's yeah, awesome. right. <laughs> exactly. That actually sounds fine. I probably just willed that into existence. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, who's your who's your cast for Jack the Ripper? Johnny Depp. Oh. <laughs> oh boy. People will watch it. I'm going to go yeah, with Gerard right. Butler. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh no. Let's not do Jerry B. Dirty like that. All right. All right, Ripper. Has I think you'd fallen. nail it. I think you'd nail it. I would actually like, in all seriousness, mm. Patty Considine. Absolutely. I mean, that's yeah, Absolutely. that's a great. That's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, I know he's good. Yeah. All right, he's having a great moment. And if uh, if if you like him in House of the Dragon, I highly recommend watching the Red Riding trilogy. Ooh. I highly recommend watching Hot Fuzz. He's very good at Hot he's Fuzz. Great in it. <laughs> the, and it's just a great movie. The greatest visual gag of all time is the, Patty Considine leaning out of the frame and then leaning back <laughs> into the frame <laughs> in Hot Fuzz. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> You see Rafe's ball corpse. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> like, he can't handle it. He knows that it's going to be funny, and he's not even looking at the monitor. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. That's a pro. That's a pro. That's a guy who's been on camera a bunch. Yeah. I really like him. It's just quietly doing good work for literal decades. Yeah. Rafe Spall or... T- or uh, both. Both, yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. Patty Considine. Patty, Patty on House of the Dragon is amazing. Like, that's why you hire a comedian for a part like that, where he's just doing, like, really good character work mm-hmm. in this, like, ridiculous over-the-top thing. Like, he's so detailed. Yeah. Anyway, thrilled to be on this House of the Dragon pod <laughs> <laughs> with you guys. Well, when oh, you came you over, I was, yeah, yeah, I, was, I was just exactly. watching House of the Dragon. I'm on episode seven now. Nice. Um, it's good, guys. It's mm-hmm. It's good. It's wild what having a full story ready to go will do for your television series <laughs> yeah yeah it seems and not uh, one of my favorite things about wheels. it is that it has years between episodes mm-hmm. that was my yeah, favorite time thing. jumps and stuff yeah. yeah like just like oh and you get to you get to discover how much time went by within the context of each episode yeah and if you miss the one line that tells you how much time has passed too bad yeah figure it out <laughs> yeah. that's like a theme of tv this year interview with the vampire does that too where they'll just really? be like oh by the way it's 15 years since the last episode that yeah. makes sense though they vampires because they vampires, vampires yeah. are yeah. Uh, that, beings. I've only seen the first episode of Interview with the Vampire, but it hot. It's good. Yeah, <laughs> that show gay. Very gay. <laughs> oh boy, is that show? Yeah. I love how gay that show it's is. It's super fantastic. Gay. Yeah, Everything, I mean the movie pretty gay too. Just, movie, you know, well, show, but but because gay. in the nineties they were like we got we got to be careful. That's exactly. as gay as you could be yeah. in the nineties. Yeah, and it's pretty gay. It's pretty gay. It's yeah. pretty gay. It's but pretty good. like it's all unsaid. Yeah. You know, it's all in longing looks mm-hmm. and subtext. Mm-hmm. Here in this show, Interview with the Vampire, sorry, Anne Rice's Interview mm. with the Vampire. Part of the Immortals universe, right? Oh my Isn't gosh. That, that, Is that the full that, title? <laughs> that's a bad sign when that starts. I was like, oh no. But then it moves on from it. Ruh uh, it's, it's like, oh, you, you liked the gay subtext? Well, how about it's text now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're just gonna have them rip into each other. It's good. It's really good. Yeah. I'm for it. Yeah, it's, it's a good show, guys. Yeah. Um, Colin. Yes. We um 
we have to have a chat mm. here. Um, yeah, it's it's the uh, it's it's what we do with all of our new guests. That's okay. true. That's true. Um, because you're coming in on a Futurama podcast that used to be a Simpsons podcast, and you clearly like the Simpsons more. Because why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to ask you, what's your deal? What's your deal? What? What's your deal, man? What's your deal? What do you mean? In general? <laughs> yeah. Well, in general, but mostly related to Futurama. See, it's really I know it's, it's, it's really aggressive. confrontational. Yeah, I love it's it. It's really confrontational. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad For we're not context, drinking. Yeah. On our Otter and Simpsons podcast, we had a segment called What's Your Story? <laughs> and it's very friendly, nicer. right? It's very yeah. friendly and like <laughs> like tell, tell us about yourself. Like, especially when it comes to the Simpsons. And then yeah. for whatever reason, when we switched to Futurama, I don't remember how I'm sure I we don't. listened to the first episode, would yeah. we'd hear it, but for some reason we just decided to go, What's your deal? <laughs> like like a Listen, very... I'm 37. I was born in Ottawa, and someday I will die. What more do you want? That's true. Those are the three <laughs> the three main questions I had. Well said. One, your age. Two, where are you from? Three, are you going to die? I'm a Virgo. <laughs> what, I don't know. What, what Alan do has to ask everyone I do, if yeah. they're going to die, because he's not. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And one day he'll find well, someone and, who Well, and, I mean, Whoa, I don't know if you know this, but if mm-hmm. I meet someone and I don't ask them, mm-hmm. that sheds off years of my life. Really? Yes. Does it give them years? No. No. Wow. They just get lost in the ether. What a horrible, horrible fate that you live. See, this is fun. <laughs> this lore stuff. Yeah, that'll forget next time. So what? <laughs> All right. You're an immortal. You guys have listeners, right? Don't you have a wiki? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure someone out there. A wiki us. <laughs> you guys got a you got a Discord, right? I someone's really I it. really hope not. So I really I. hope not. Um it's possible. But I hope not. I hope I our feel like if listeners we had one, are as lazy as we are. Yeah. I, I just feel like lore, the purpose of lore now is for people to get mad. It's like Twitter. Yes. Like that's mm-hmm. its only purpose is lore exists for people to get angry and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you. that's the Lord of the Rings. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's the lore of the rings. The lore of the rings. More like the boar of the rings. Oh, yeah. so we want to hey. talk about rings of power now? Can, we, can I I'm dump in. on rings of yeah, power? I'm in a dumping Damn on it, rings I of power. Damn it, <laughs> You gotta watch it, man. I know. It's bad. I know, but I want to watch it because I want to talk to Greg about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's gotta, that's gotta, the purpose you, of media for me these days is because I want to talk to people about that's it. That's nice. That's great. I mean, yeah. mostly, but it also means I watch a lot of trash because mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. I go see Don't Worry Darling because I'm like, I want to know the, the zeitgeist. I want to yeah. ta- be able to talk to people about it. And it's so rare that we do have a piece of media that does actually form a collective zeitgeist, you know, yes. like where mm. you can actually like come together and talk about how bad Don't Worry Darling was. Yes. Because it was so bad. Have we talked about that on the pod yet? I don't know. Maybe we should. We saw it for your birthday. Yeah, we did. It was fun. It was fun. The crowd we were with yeah. was fun. Really fun. The movie's really bad. Really bad film. <laughs> was the crowd fun because they didn't like it or were they Harry Styles? No, it was because it, uh, it was me, Greg, Camille, Bray. Like it was a group oh, of us. I see, I see. And there's maybe three other people in the room. <laughs> <Terrific. Like, Yeah. laughs> and rightly so. Yeah. There should not have been that many. <laughs> just like sitting down, just like sitting like two, two seats down from us, like Braden was just like, audibly chirping the movie <laughs> it's great <laughs> Hallie's just bursting out laughing next to me all the time have you seen this movie have you seen no 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 I listened to a podcast about how bad it was that's nice. about as close as I'm gonna get yeah. to it yeah and that's I, all you need I uh, inadvertently watched the trailer for My Policeman because Amazon Prime forced me to Ooh, Harry day. Styles well yeah exactly this is his big coming out party it's mm-hmm. not going great he yeah, fell down the ski trip yeah no it's not good no, he's remember when he was? Remember he was in uh, the Eternals? 
Yeah, for half a second. Remember, did you see the Eternals? Mm. <laughs> I remember. Watched it. I will say that I watched Eternals. Uh huh. Yeah. He's in the tag at the end. Is oh, I did. He's like, "Hello, I'm Thanos's brother," and then a drunken troll voiced by Patton Oswalt is like, uh, "Here he is," and I'm like, "What is happening?" <laughs> <laughs> wow. I stopped watching that movie when uh, Rob Stark was trapped in the earth and getting punched. I was like, ah. I think I've figured out how this is going to wrap up. Yeah. So I, I ejected. Uh, that's a movie that should have been a television show. Yes. Yeah. And I don't say that very often. No. Mar- it's usually the other way around, especially Absolute, with Marvel 100%. shit. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, we've talked about that. They had much. it right there, but don't worry, darling. No. Don't worry, darling. How does she... Spoilers. How yeah. does she poop? How does she poop? What? Why isn't anyone... Is she a robot? No, it's no. the Matrix. It's the Matrix run uh, by incels. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Spoilers for Don't Worry, Darling. Can we see the line graph of my interest <laughs> in this movie in real time? Because it ticked up. <laughs> I gotta say. You'd think so, <laughs> right? Yeah. But here's the problem. It doesn't reveal any of that until the last 10 minutes. Oh. And so for, uh, what is it, two hours and... Two hours. Minutes? Two like, hours. Is it yeah. a two hour movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like two hours an hour and, and then 50... another ten minutes with that coda, sure. which is wild. Yeah. But like so for an hour and fifty minutes, it's just it's doing mystery box shit, yeah, and yeah. it's not revealing anything, and you're just like, okay, well, like this is gonna pay off soon, I bet. And then it's like, no surprise, it's this weird matrix simulation thing that men trap women in so that they don't get mad at them or something. So I don't that really these understand. Women don't it. leave them. They don't leave them. I guess so. They're in this idyllic. 50s universe um but the men still leave this universe to go work a regular job in the shitty real world like they don't work for the guy who's in charge of this virtual reality yeah, chris mm. pine they go and work mm. at fucking mcdonald's or some shit yeah and because it's expensive to keep them in this prison so it's like bad san junipero but yeah i mean bad any simulation really. <laughs> okay so but yeah uh, plot it for me where does it stand on the like virtual world uh, hierarchy between the matrix and the 13th floor 13th floor is better okay <laughs> okay wow yeah <laughs> i've seen that movie in a while <laughs> um, i don't know but i just assume because like i think well i think the the movie like is is just super disappointing because yeah. i think like for the most part it's well made and it's quite well performed and put florence it, pugh in something it's yeah. gonna be all right P- Florence yeah. Pugh innocent. I've always said it. Yeah, and she's fantastic in yeah. a film. Chris Pine is quite great. Always in it. great. And yeah. but then the movie just face plants harder than almost any movie I've ever seen. Ooh, wow! And it's because like the reveal is it, it's it thinks it's so clever with the reveal that as soon as it does the reveal, you have twenty five questions that never get answered, and and it it has it the smallest amount of scrutiny destroys anything in that movie, and it's just so bizarre. Um, and then you start think like, oh, well, I don't know about you. I started thinking back to other moments in the film that were mystery box shit. And I'm mm. like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Why was there weird earthquakes every so often? That doesn't make any sense at all. They don't, they don't address it. They don't address that. Why did she start wrapping her face in saran wrap at one point? Why'd she do that? Is it because it's, uh, it's glitching? I don't know. It didn't say anything about Nobody it. Told. There's a reason why the Matrix reveals its twist an hour in. This is what I was going to say. Yeah. Like, screenwriters listening to this, reveal your twist in the first act. Yeah. It's, reveal it early. At yes. the very, like, yeah. Like, you're not going to be clever or, like, you're not going to fool anyone with your twist, saving it to the very end. You're just going to make people be like, oh, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you can maybe count on one hand how many movies that works in. Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense. Sure. End of list. I don't know. <laughs> Usual suspects. Usual suspects is good. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Like it kind of works. Yeah. It's uh, more like just like oh that's clever. 
And then you're like, okay. I guess it was him all along. I guess the question is not necessarily like, does the twist work in that that late? But does it make the movie better? Well, that's for why revealing the it late, twist right? is so good because you go back through it and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, it makes sense and it makes the movie retroactively more uh-huh. uh, impressive and and it makes the second watch very fun. Second yeah. watch very fun. Um, Usual Suspects for me, like it, I'm like if they revealed that at the very beginning, I'd think I'd still enjoy the movie the same for sure. You know, yeah, because it's just an action. Co- it's just a crime just, action. Yeah, movie. it's just a bunch of uh, you know monsters talking to each other. Yeah. Inside Man, Good directed twist. by a monster. Inside Man. Inside Man has a great Inside twist. Man's amazing. Yeah, great twist. Great twist. Bring it all back around. Yeah, bring it all back home. So, speaking of bringing it all back home, mm. Colin, what's your deal? What's your I deal? I knew it. <laughs> Fucking knew this was coming back. So, uh, Futurama wise, I guess yeah, is, yeah, is yeah. the main thing. Like, but then you know, again, also in just life, because I've never met you before. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me into your house. Welcome to my home. Uh, it's great. Yeah. I like it. I'm I'm very glad. This is a new studio. Cool. That we've uh, that we've just been setting up. It hopefully uh, serves multiple functions. Mm. Um, and I'm so glad you like it. Yeah, I do. I do. A lot of guitars. Um, yeah, yeah. I got a couple. Greg's a musician. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's a, good. I play music. <laughs> Sometimes I get paid to do it. <laughs> Uh, my deal. Okay, so I with Futurama. I yes. was really excited for Futurama's premiere because mm-hmm. I was a big fan of The Simpsons. Um, what what season was The Simpsons at when Futurama started? It was, it was nine, ten, ten-ish. Nine ten? Yeah, so The Simpsons because, was like... Yeah, I guess it would have been nine because... No, I think it was ten. Yeah, ten. ten because two, 99. 99 is when Futurama 99. premieres. And yeah, 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 yeah. It started in 89, so yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm 14 in 99, so like yeah. I'm finding stuff to watch on my own. Um sci-fi has always been really important to me. So also I'm like old enough where I know who's making the things that I like. Like I'm, I'm figuring out who writers and directors are that I appreciate. And I remember Fox made a big deal of like, this is Matt Groening's new show. Like this is the Simpsons guys new thing. So I was like, well, the Simpsons is the most important thing I have short of (laughs) one of my parents. So like, Um, so, Try and guess which one. Yeah, uh, I think you'll. Be if my parents aren't listening, I would love to hear what they who they think is the most important one. It's my mom. Um, so usually is. Well, yeah. 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 Uh, so I was I was excited for this, and um, the pilot of Futurama, as I'm sure you've discussed, is really good. It's a really strong mm-hmm. first episode, and um, I definitely started to enjoy. Futurama more than The Simpsons around this time, where yeah. The Simpsons was like appointment viewing on Sundays, but then also there were at least two episodes of The Simpsons a day yeah. um, after school. So I'm still like consuming a lot of The Simpsons, but I'm starting to realize that the new ones are just not doing it for me anymore. But Futurama is really starting to get good. And also, I have to say, this is around the same time that like Family Guy was starting. Mm-hmm. And early Family Guy is pretty good, especially at the time as a counterpoint to The Simpsons, yeah. where it's just like, kind of sketch comedy style, like almost improv style, like gag driven. Yeah. Um, it's great that we had like Futurama, which is very plot driven and family guy, which is very joke driven. They were together scratching the itch that the Simpsons was leaving unscratched. Yes. It's interesting that it has to take two shows with very different approaches to, I mean, even still like there is no comedy out now that is hitting it the way the simpsons did like that's a combination of many factors but that's this those the 90s run of the simpsons is lighting a bottle and we'll never see that again 
Absolutely. It's yeah. it's probably the only show aside from Seinfeld that I can watch all the time, anytime, every episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and Seinfeld's a different kind of humor that I enjoy that I know not everyone enjoys. But uh, but it's it's those two shows for me in the '90s were just so like formative in terms of my own sense of humor and just what I want from comedy. And yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like The Simpsons like it, it just it just it was so perfect. In so many ways, I can watch an episode and be like, there's not a bad joke in this episode, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, and that's, that's so rare. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah. It's the, the, the amount of just home runs is crazy. I um, used to do comedy for a living and the worst kinds of comedians I used to work with were obsessed with jokes per minute, which mm. is pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. And the Simpsons, and I hate JPM. JPM. Yeah. yeah. That's what they called it. It was horrible. Um but the the Simpsons, I hate the idea of JPM. Yeah. But like having basically like a, a stopwatch with yeah, well, having comedy. it as like a mandate or like exactly. a, a necessity. Yeah. yeah, but the Simpsons and and many episodes of Futurama are high joke per minute, but also great stories and good characters and like have a little hearts, which was always the the edge that the Simpsons had over, over Seinfeld. Yeah. Also, oh yeah. Right. Like the Simpsons, your mom can watch the Simpsons, whereas yeah. for the most part, our moms did. Yeah, likewise. Well, for this podcast, I meant. Yeah. We had our moms on for a Mother Simpson episode. That's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. very nice. One of our mothers thought it was lovely. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. A mom was scandalized? And another one of our mothers was... Confused. Confused. And, and didn't, didn't really want to ever do it again. Yeah. <laughs> My mom had a blast. Yeah. <laughs> That's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> I just keep thinking back to what... Um, what James said at, at my wedding. Uh-huh. He was like, podcasting. Or as Joanne Wilson calls it, a complete waste of time. <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. <laughs> she's not wrong. You know what isn't a complete waste of time? Mm. Listening to a podcast. Yes. Thank you, loyal listeners. Well, oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yes. There you I go. See, I, see, on. I see what you're doing. Yep. That would have been a great time for an ad buy. <laughs> you know what it isn't a waste of time? Squarespace. <laughs> Building a website. You know what it isn't a waste of time? Trisket crackers. <laughs> you know what is a waste of time? Making your own food. That's why HelloFresh <laughs> is the meal subscription service. <laughs> I love the idea that there's a, or, or like the concept that there's these like, staples in podcasting uh advertisements mm. like the ones you're you know squarespace yeah. hello fresh Bro- brooklyn and mooby mooby how many That's times have you thought maybe i am using the post office wrong <laughs> right? stamps.com Stamps. 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 holy crap did the podcast the community ever time... overestimate how <laughs> yeah, often when i go the last to the time post anyone office? has u- in this room right mm. now when is the last time you used a stamp like used a stamp put um, a stamp on an envelope and popped yeah. it in the mailbox Jesus, maybe yeah. a decade, right? I have to say, stamps I, are not that common. I right, did. You're gonna, I mailed you're some cookies right to my now. mother-in-law like two days what? ago. So I <laughs> had to go. Very, well, to that's the post just very nice. Well, they you're was, a good son. They're my fiancés. They were my cookies, but I oh. I did do it. I, you did the stamp though. I I I, I assembled the box. You assembled the box. All right. Well, that's yeah, yeah. that's half the battle. Yeah, the postage was paid. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh boy, um, Sue, if you're listening, I hope you like them. <laughs> What kind of cookies were they? Uh, they were like violet biscuits, and um, Sue's favorite flavor is violet, and Carly uh, got them in London. Violet? Yeah, is you can flavor? eat flowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a thing, Alan. Yeah. 
you plebe. Whoa, has this come up before? Hmm? I feel like I'm wading into a... <laughs> no. no, this is the first. <laughs> <laughs> Greg finds very strange things to get mad at me about <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> like not knowing violet is a flavor. <laughs> I know like floral stuff is used in flavoring of like ice cream and stuff, but violet I've never heard of. I'm sure. sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, now you have. Now I have. Don't ever make this mistake again. <laughs> I will not. Ever. Uh, (laughs) So, Colin, um, because we're talking a little bit about The Simpsons, too, Mm. um, do you have a um, do you have a favorite episode of Futurama that you can recall, and a favorite episode of The Simpsons? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm. Uh, On the drive here, Alan and I were talking about the one of the many series finales of Futurama, Mm. which is uh, the one where Fry is falling off a building and love he, that yeah it's, yep. love that it's beautiful and he like time keeps on slip no that's a that's an early run episode i was trying to remember the name of it i'll find it go on i well i'm trying to remember like exactly what happens but it's it's really sweet and it's all about him and leela which the the arc of their relationship is really beautiful and like how many cartoons do that you mm-hmm. know sitcoms do yeah. that um and and pay it off in a nice way um but uh, I think probably my favorite single episode of Futurama is the Poplars episode, <laughs> which is really, really funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just the idea that these little delicacies are the babies of, of the like stock alien villains and that they <laughs> humans just can't stop eating them, even though they <laughs> they know that it's bad. Like Futurama's commentary is uh, is pretty sharp and usually pretty like well integrated into their plots. And that I think that's a great example of that one. Yeah, absolutely. That has probably one of my favorite Futurama gags where when Leela finds out that they're babies, she uh, screams and then licks her fingers clean. And then that's the act break. Like, that's very funny. (laughs) Uh, In terms of favorite episodes of The Simpsons, that's impossible. Um, But my favorite Simpsons joke that always comes to mind Mm. is in the monorail episode when... um, uh, (laughs) Marge and the the monorail like scientist pull up to the car after the train. Sebastian are... Cobb. Oh wow, amazing! I didn't know his name when they pull up and the train's already pulled away, and he's had like crazy hair for the whole episode, <laughs> and his hair is much shorter, and he's kind of in the background, and Marge is like, "Oh no, we're too, we're too late. late!" And he says, "I'm sorry, I shouldn't have stopped for that hill." <laughs> and I. When I was a kid, I saw that and I noticed that detail. Yeah. And then I was like, huh, they made a mistake. And then they they reward you with yes. noticing immediately yeah. afterwards. I'm like, this is good. That's like yeah. that's <laughs> that's the best it's ever been. Yeah, he's a weird one off character. Very weird. Yeah. But I like him. I mean, there's 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 two fantastic one off characters, Sebastian Cobb and Lyle Lanley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but then like in that one, there's also the weird Leonard Nimoy Leonard shit. Nimoy's there, yeah. Where he beams up. He be- well, he beams away. He beams away, yeah. Right? Didn't I? Didn't I? <laughs> yeah. May I say, may the force be with you. <laughs> Do you, you know, know who I am? Yeah. And it is beam up, not away. <sighs> that's true. He's right. Like, why? Because that's the terminology. You got a regular Stephen Moffat in here, right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't fuck with the lore, Al. I, I, no, I want to know. Because, like, 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 is it always beam up if you beam anywhere? Or is it just beam up because the ship is up above the planet? Yeah, sometimes you beam up. down. Or, yeah, it's up or down. Well, that's that. That's what I was asking, Greg. Yeah, but he's already on... He's already made... Well, how do you know ball. he's going to a ship? I do. <laughs> it's Spock. He's going back. It's Spock. <laughs> he's getting beamed up. 
Uh, yes, well, the lore of The Simpsons might be different than the lore of Star Trek, so there. Touché. Touché. Moving on. <laughs> um, well, before we start talking about the episodes proper... Uh-huh. Oh, are we going to do that? Yeah, probably. Eventually. <laughs> wow, cool. Eventually. <laughs> I feel like we need a, at least a very brief but important how have you been. Why? I feel like you had a big thing happen in your a life big recently. big thing? Hmm... I don't know. Uh, let me see if I let me go over this in my brain here. I got my flu shot today. Okay, yeah, got no, new windows not, put in. I bought no, a house. Not what I'm, uh, oh, wow. That's I yeah. Wait, go back. <laughs> quit my job. Oh. Right. <laughs> to podcast full time. I, I quit my job and bought a house. Bought Two a house. Very very you smart a house. things to do. Yes, I bought a house. <laughs> wow. Yes. Congratulations. Thank it's the you. one we're in. It's the one we're in. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. This is my house, Colin. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. It's actually mine and my wife's. Congratulations. Yeah. You signed on the dotted line. We signed on many dotted lines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and let me tell you, if you haven't bought a house, don't. <laughs> it's a bummer. Yeah. I'm trying to talk my fiance out of buying a house uh-huh. because we're not married yet and we just bought a car. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not going great. Right. Yeah. Maybe you should get married first. Uh-huh. That's probably a good first That's how I, I don't that's know. how I feel about it. I too. don't know. I'm yeah. in no position to give advice. Um, <laughs> well, you got married and then yeah. you bought a house. Yeah, that's order. how you do yeah. that. So, yeah. Well, that I seems... got married, sold my car, oh, then you did bought sell a house. It. Yeah. Yeah. The car's gone. So how do you get out here? How do I get out here? Yeah. I live here. Yeah, he doesn't oh, leave. <laughs> did you get that smack? <laughs> Smacked my forehead. I did a visual gag on this podcast. Well, how do you get how do you get to the studio? Well, I live here. Right. Yeah. Uh no, I, we're now sharing the car. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. So are we. We have one car. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna try that for a while. Um, with any luck, it'll go well. Hmm. I mean, all I have to do is go down to the uh let's go down to Arts Commons this week for our friend James's play workshop. That's right. That you'll be performing in. That's right. Cool. Great. Damn. My fiance works at Arts Commons. Oh, cool. Doing I, what? I also uh, work at Arts Commons. Yes. Oh, yeah. I do not work at Arts Commons. <laughs> Selena does. She does. Selena yeah. works at Arts Commons. There you go. Yeah. There's right. a lot of Arts Commons uh, people. Well, I don't work there. No. But you're going to be there. I'm just working there. Is it right Motel? Now. Yeah, it's Motel. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Back in the old stomping grounds. The old black box. Theater. Yeah. It's just an office without walls. <laughs> um, well, that's fun. Yeah, it's great. What about you? What about me? Mm. Um, let's see. School is mm-hmm. still happening. Uh, I don't like it. It's almost over. Um, well, <laughs> this semester's almost. I should clarify this semester I don't like, mm. um, except for uh, one class. Uh, film theory is pretty good. The rest are kind of eh or bad. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's going fine. And then, yeah, I'll be done soon. Um, got a got an A- minus on my Soderbergh essay. So hey. All right. What was your take? Pretty proud about that. Yay uh, or nay? <laughs> what? Yay or nay on Soderbergh? <laughs> well, it was a Soderbergh class. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it was pretty much uh, yay uh, required. <laughs> I okay. mean, not really, but... Um, no, actually, I did. I, I did develop a huge appreciation for Soderbergh that I never had before. Uh, I always just thought he like he made a, v- a lot of movies and there are a variety and 
and he's a good director, but like, you know, he's not really an auteur, but like when you start to examine his movies, he's got he's got his artistic touches that mm-hmm. pervade. Um Magic Mike is so good. Magic Mike's great. Yeah. I mean the Oceans the first Oceans movie is great. Um But so I did something a little a little uh, out of the box. Okay. Especially knowing my professor. Uh, as my professor is a big Tarkovsky fan. Mm-hmm. I see. So I did a paper about how Soderbergh's Solaris uh-huh. elevates the material Ooh. presented in Tarkovsky's Solaris. You're coming for Tarkovsky. Well, that's the thing. I And that's what I really struggled Stalking with. Stalking for wasn't, Tarkovsky, <laughs> I wasn't, one might I wasn't, say. I wasn't trying to say like Tarkovsky bad. because I So I watched that version of Solaris for the first time for this paper and I loved it. Like yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's a better movie than 2001 A Space Odyssey. And I... Uh, <laughs> Both, both of them are grimacing. <laughs> I'm just taking that in. Yeah. I'm just thinking about it. My first thought, okay, my my honest first thought, this is not a joke, was no apes, though. <laughs> oh, you're right. You know, I rescind that comment. That's I just it. my impulse. That's not really how I feel about it, but that was the first thing no I thought apes, was. No, no apes. Or people in ape costumes that get thrown a leopard at them. Um, the problem I have with that is just, even if it is, uh-huh. Even if it is like a better movie, it's just 2001 has such a nostalgia place for me. Yeah, of course, yeah. and you that's know? and that, that makes total sense. I I honestly I I never had that nostalgia thing for 2001. I mm-hmm. never watched it for so long. In fact, I watched most of the f- whole film via Simpsons parodies yeah. long before I saw the movie. Yeah. And so I think that does. We've talked about it on the pod. You know that does kind of color that uh, initial viewing of of something. Um, you know, when it's been parodied so much that you know all the parodies first, it's hard to like really appreciate. You know, when uh, you know the the uh, fucking what do you call it light light machine at the end, <laughs> the, Stargate? the Stargate, the apes, <laughs> not the apes, the Stargate at the end. Not everything's um, apes. When that <laughs> when that happens, I'm Listen, like, I'm not going to tell you to go fuck yourself on your own <laughs> podcast in your brand new house. But don't you ever say that to me again. <laughs> Everything is apes. Everything's apes. Um, but anyway, uh, I think t- 2001 is it, honestly, it's one of those movies that for me is like a very important film, but I, I think other people have just done sci-fi better and, but it's like Kubrick created what good hard sci-fi is in a lot of ways. So I like, I can't deny that it's a good film for that reason, but it you just, that it movie in 1968. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> it's <bonkers>. insane. <laughs> I mean, he he collaborated with Arthur Arthur C. Clarke because he was like, I don't know, you know, sci-fi, right? And he's like, oh, here we go. Um, but anyway, where was I? Solaris. Solaris is great. Mm-hmm. Tarkovsky Solaris is great. Um, but I think that the Soderbergh version is unfairly maligned because Tarkovsky's is so legendary and because it was a lot more commercial. I mean, they put Clooney in there. You know, it's like, and it was marketed as like a like, oh, what a what a fun uh, sci-fi romance film, and it's not. And I think it's a really good movie. It's uh, like I, I watched it for the second time for this project, and and I was surprised at how much like really like like was brought out from the performances of uh, um, Natasha McElhenney and Jeremy Davies, Jeremy Davies and Viola Davis in an early role, like mm. uh, and Clooney too. I think Clooney does some of his best work. Um, is very restrained, very like non movie star role, and. Um, I think it's really lovely. There's a, there's a, the you know the the wife character, which is like kind of the focal point of both stories, is is given a lot more like 
agency in a lot of ways and a lot more like to do rather than just be like, ah, the ghost of my wife. Oh no. Um, (laughs) which again, like I don't, I don't say that as like a, like, uh, it's bad in the Tarkovsky version. It's just, they're, they're trying different things. And I think that's, what's really interesting and really lovely about remakes and about art is like Soderbergh can take something like Solaris, something so totemic and so like critically lauded and, and adored. And he's like, well, here's my take on it. And it can be something new and interesting and fun. Um, and so that's basically what I argued in my paper. I got an A minus. So. That's great. That's from, a, from a professor who loves Tarkovsky and yeah. basically in the feedback, like had a little like side note being like, well, here's how, here's my argument against what you're saying. And I'm like, yeah, that's fair. Again, I, it was a six, uh, an eight page essay. Like if I had 20 pages, I could have dived into Tarkovsky's more, but it was a Soderbergh class. So I had to just talk about Tarkovsky a little bit and then say, here's what Soderbergh did. So yeah. anyway. Yeah. No, that's great that he, she, she, that's my bad. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that, that she wrote. Think about it. In the, <laughs> ah, think about it. Maybe you're the asshole. <laughs> Turns out you are. <laughs> that she actually took the time to engage with that. Yeah. No, it, it was, it was great. Yeah. I love what you say about like remakes aren't, remakes aren't inherently bad. Yeah, not inherently a bad idea to take it. Well, we're all theater nerds, you know, like we <laughs> we um, reassess written work all the time in the theater. It's yep. like part of the gig with making yeah. plays. Yeah. Um, and I wish there was more flexibility with that with movies. You know? Yeah, well, and, you know, I was talking to Selena about this today, actually, because we were talking about the the paper and and this idea of. Um, you know, original versus copy, which is also something we're talking about in film theory class right now. Mm. And this idea that like the original of whatever it is, is always viewed as like the better, like for example, Mona Lisa, right? The original Mona Lisa is the Mona Lisa. Like no one's going to be like, you know, that's, that's not a work of art, but like if you get a print of it and put it up in your dorm room, it's like, well, that's not the Mona Lisa. That's Mm. just a copy of it. You know, it's like, it's like, and whatever, anyone could get that. Um, but we also talked about how accessibility is a, is a thing with art like that, right? Like, I haven't seen the Mona Lisa in person. I haven't been, had the ability to go to Paris and the Louvre and, and see it. And a lot of people will never have that opportunity. And so, like, what's wrong with having something a bit more accessible? And that's what's interesting about film is that it has, from, its, from the very beginning, been an accessible medium in that sense, right? Like, you can theoretically watch a f- any film made in any country because it's mostly all like digital, like, you know, these days at the very least. Um, but even early on, like it was way more common for you to make multiple prints of a film and ship it away, you know? And that's still like, if, if you watch a film at its premiere or you watch it at home on Apple TV plus, (laughs) Greg loved that. It's still the same film, right? Versus Mona Lisa, which is like, there's one, Mm. you can only see the one. Yeah, like if you watch Cha Cha Real Smooth at uh-huh. Sundance, and then you, or if you watch it later on Apple TV Plus, you're still getting swindled by some charlatan. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but yeah, like remakes remakes of film is is an interesting thing. Um, you know, uh, Selena and I were talking about how like literature, like no one remakes literature, right? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like it, that's just like unheard of because like, I mean, you could argue like, because it's just typing the same words again, well, but, but you might readapt an, a book. You could, you right? could do like a you, reinterpretation yeah. or put zombies in it, put zombies in put it, put zombies in it. That's always a, a fun, totally normal thing to do. Uh huh. 
Let's put zombies in a classic piece of literature. That was well, a big like, thing for a while. Remember that? Just I like genre-fi, yeah. liter- like public domain literature. <laughs> Blink and Vampire Hunter. Really stupid. Yeah, uh, it's weird. We were talking about fan fiction on mm-hmm. the drive here. Like that's also like something that's derided as like a lesser form of art. It's an easy go-to when you don't like something in a franchise. Right. 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 Like, you say, "Oh, this feels like fan fiction," yeah. and it's like, and everyone knows, like that means it's bad. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's a lot of interesting things happening. I don't think that means it's bad. I think that means it's sexy. Well, I mean, Fifty Shades of Grey started as Twilight fan fiction. Yes, it did. Get it. <laughs> I mean, the, we all agree the best fan fiction is where the characters all fuck, right? Yes. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Why I'm in a yayoi, personally. That's what I always go to. Yeah. Speaking of Kirk and Spock. <laughs> <laughs> Tweak and Craig. Speaking of apes. Tweak and Craig, yeah. <laughs> Tweak and Craig. What's what? the like, there's like, it's like Harry and Draco, I think is a big one. Oh, probably, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Huge. Sam and Frodo. Sam and Frodo, why OG. not? Everyone should, just, everyone should just kiss. Yeah. Yeah. That's just what how culture should be. Yeah, general. what are the episodes we're talking about? <laughs> what a great segue, Greg. <laughs> Uh, so first we're talking about Etsy. <laughs> I know. Uh, Put Your Head on My Shoulders, which is the seventh episode of season two, written by Ken Keeler, directed by Chris Loudon. Original air date, February 13th, 2000, the day before Valentine's Day. I think this is one of the best episodes we've seen. It's a really good mm-hmm. one. It's fantastic. It's, like, not to go back to, like, jokes per minute and be like, this is, it's it's good because of that. No, I, but, like, I did keep a, a running tally of the GPA. You did. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The, I, I found this one to be the most one of the more consistently funny episodes because in this, um, in in the, in the way that we're doing this, we're we're just we're like just watching them all in order. And you, I, I I've noticed that there's like in the first season and up until this point, there's been episodes that just have good jokes, but there's a big gap mm-hmm. in yeah. them. And I think that's the the point that you brought up how like Futurama is very plot driven. Um, and I like it. I like it, but it also means that you. Um, I don't know. I'm not laughing all the time. Mm-hmm. But this one, yeah. I was laughing all the time. I thought it was great. I thought it was an absolutely an absolute banger of an episode. I think part of that, the reason this episode is so successful, is that there's nothing especially wacky about this episode. It's like Amy goes to buy a car, mm-hmm. and then her car breaks down, so her and Fry hook up, and then Fry wants to break up because she's too clinging. Like, there's nothing about this that is high concept until the third act. <laughs> yeah, until it's like when his head, head is now on her sewed body. on her body. Yeah. But even that is like just kind of. Um, a sci-fi kind of patina onto a pretty classic sitcom setup, which yeah. is I can't get away from this girl I don't like anymore. And it ends in my favorite sitcom setup, which is I'm trapped in a date at a restaurant and uh, the other girl I like is also at the restaurant. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's true. A lot of classic sitcom concepts in this in this episode. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like the Frasier formula, <laughs> basically, you know? the gr- The greatest sitcom ever made. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Frasier's pretty good. Okay. Frasier's pretty good. <laughs> okay. I've been I've actually been watching Frasier, like from the I mean that's still in season one. Like I'm not watching it often, but I'm yeah. watching a lot of early Frasier, and I'm and like, he still has the long hair. He still has the long hair, and I'm like, this is pretty good. Yeah, it's like it's very like because as a kid, I never got into it like I did with you know Seinfeld, Simpsons, mm. uh, even Friends. God forbid. Um, but uh, Frasier's better than Friends. Frasier's 100 percent better than Friends. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it was a bit more, uh, 
I don't want to say highbrow because that that's like the wrong way I want to describe it, but it's like it's it is more intellectual, I guess. Like like it's trying to be more intellectual, uh, but it's still got like goofy gags and it's got cute little dogs. So like as a kid, I still liked watching it, but I didn't get a lot of it, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Whereas now I'm like, oh, I get it. These guys are yuppie snobs and they they kind of suck. Yeah, and that's funny that the, we're all laughing at them. <laughs> It's punching up. I yes. feel like you know it's yes. punching up. It, yeah. It's it the 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 hero of this of the show again like still in season 1, I don't know if this changes, is John Mahoney, right? Like Yeah. He's re- he's seen as the working class like normal guy and his fucking yuppie sons are like infuriating. <laughs> and he's got a cute dog. He does have a cute dog. So. I think Niles becomes the hero of the show. You think so? I do. He cuz he definitely starts as the worst of them. Yes. You know, because like Frazier at least was like, oh, in Chicago, was it Chicago? We had this already. Yeah. Boston. 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 <laughs> Boston. That's right. Exactly what happened last in time. Boston. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's, you know, he's he's just like in a bar with a regular, regular schmoes. In Boston. In Boston, not Chicago. And uh, whereas Niles is still the like guy. Yeah. The, sure. The Bruins. Not the Bears. The Bruins. None of them talked in Boston accents. That's why I was... It's weird. Yeah. That's... <laughs> I bet that really pissed a lot of people off. <laughs> that nobody speaks in a Boston accent. The yeah. funny thing about Frasier uh, Frasier is that Frasier Frasier wouldn't be caught dead in Cheers. No. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense. No. Yeah. He it's goes to the coffee character. shop. Yeah. Yeah. Now he gets cappuccinos. Spent too long in a bar, I mm. think, is his reasoning. Yeah. He talks about it in season one. Yeah. Oh, does he? Yeah. But you guys are regular old crane heads, eh? <laughs> I didn't realize this. This was a show that I would watch like every once in a while. Again, just like Alan and I'm, I, I've seen like, so I, I lived with a mutual friend, uh, not a friend of the show and uh, never and never future guest, Kelly Malcolm. Uh <laughs> She would never do this. Yeah, I was gonna say not because we wouldn't yeah. love to have yeah. her on. We would love to she have her on. Never do. But it. you would. She would <laughs> never like, do you this. Do what? Yeah. <laughs> huh? Uh, but she's a huge Fraser fan. Yeah, that's and true. When we yeah. lived together for a while, um, she would just like watch consistently all of these House and Fraser. Those were her shows. Oh, House and Fraser. Yeah. Yeah. Those were her comfort shows. That's and, a real snapshot of college. Yeah, of a college era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just all. Eight seasons of House yeah. on DVD on yeah. my roommate's shelf. I remember uh, there's an episode of Frasier that taught me what farce is. Um, the the gang all go to like a ski lodge. The ski chalet, I knew it. Yeah, yeah. And and there's and it's the whole like the different rooms and everyone's got different romantic interests and and the closing of doors and and I was like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my yeah. life. <laughs> <laughs> when I watched it the first time as a kid. And then, yeah, like, I found out, like, that's what farce is. That's what the genre of farce is. And then I've never looked back. That's great. I watch, I like farce. I like farce now. <laughs> farce is great. <laughs> it is really great. Yeah. Um, anyway. One of my favorite genres of theater. Agreed. Yeah. With the doors. Doors opening and closing and different people coming in yeah. and out of them. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know like what's what's behind that door? I don't know. All right. Oh, it's this guy. All right. Colin took notes. <laughs> My phone's been open for so long. I'm cutting this. My battery My battery's is almost. <laughs> oh, do you need to plug in? Malfunctioning Eddie. Great. Malfunctioning great Eddie. Yeah. No, I'm good. I'm... <laughs> so Malfunctioning Eddie reminded me like of of Anson My Eyes Johnson from <laughs> yeah 
from Rick and Morty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just the 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 like the crazy salesman. Only Rick and Morty, of course, takes it and and just goes until like and just runs. Well, out that's of the such ground. a like in not infomercial, but just like commercial. And I love like, it. trope, right? I like, love the, like, it. Uh, it's so crazy over here. I'm yeah. giving the thing away. You yeah. know, like I hope my prices aren't too low. <laughs> I think I'm not 100 percent sure what we have here. Uh, Malfunctioning Eddie is a just a good like graining style character where mm. yeah it's like you said everybody knows the like skeezy used car salesman but the, the twist is that his, his <laughs> head explodes when yeah. he gets excited he's the manager <laughs> <laughs> i do love both of the skeezy car salesmen yes i think they're both excellent i have a note here uh the single eyebrow raise oh when Amy so good, <laughs> and he has to put. A I have a rich down. family, and they're going to pay for it, yeah. and just right? raises, mm-hmm. and he has to push it down. <laughs> it's great. What's his name? Vic. It's like I thought it was a two-syllable name. Victor. Maybe. Yeah, Victor. That sounds yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. No dog food for Victor tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? It, like. <laughs> yeah. The seatbelt bra gag, which. <laughs> Gave me some bad information about the purposes of bras when I was 14 years old. <laughs> so how well do you remember this episode? Really well. Really well, okay. Yeah, yeah. As soon as the little thumbnail on Disney+, Plus, I was like, oh, yeah, this yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I. It's funny. Same thing with The Simpsons, right? Where you're like, oh, this is the episode where Fry's head gets sewed on Amy's body. But that happens. That's only like maybe three or four minutes. At yeah. The, basically at the end of the episode. Yeah, it's just yeah. The, the last act. I feel like the episode also starts this this idea of like our cast of characters can like have romantic exploits here and there and it's not a big deal mm. which is something they that like a lot of sitcoms don't really do you know like usually it's like a will they won't they or it's, it's like the point it's the point you know like yeah. Chandler and Monica are together like whoa what does this mean you know and it's like I, I remember really liking that it's like oh yeah Fry and Amy tried dating for a bit didn't work out and they're friends again I have a note here that says this is a good show about dating in your 20s yeah Exactly, it really yeah. is like it's pretty authentic of yeah. like these two morons don't have anything to talk about <laughs> like stuff and junk was a running joke with my girlfriend in college it's so fun how we <laughs> like the same stuff and junk yeah like, that's <laughs> you don't have anything to talk about you're an idiot you know <laughs> these two people work at a delivery company like they, they have nothing <laughs> yeah. to talk well about. and it's so funny too because like it i remember even the, watching it this time, I'm like, yeah, like they should be together. Yeah. It makes way more sense than Fry and Leela. Yeah, you know, but but you know, Fry and Leela's romance is really sweet. So it is something about this show too that um, this show tries to be kind of weirdly sexy sometimes, mm-hmm. just because the characters look like normal people. Yeah, as opposed to The Simpsons, where like, and I feel like they do this a little more a little later on, where they are always, you know finding excuses for Leela and Amy to be topless yeah, or whatever. That's true. Yeah. Um, but in this it's, yeah, like they play with the fact that like they have drawn hot characters, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. was not a thing outside of anime or like late night teletoon, you know? Yeah. Like this is the <laughs> undergrads yeah, era yeah. of cartoons. Right. right? Yeah, yeah. But for the most part, cartoons like adult cartoons still looked more cartoonish. You know, yeah. Like the, well, I feel the like the it critic was... was probably the closest that we got to like normal human characters. Yeah. That's true. King of the Hill. Yeah, that's actually a good point. King yeah. of the Hill. Even Beavis and Butthead, yeah. I guess. The Mike Judge except, stuff. The Mike Judge stuff, yeah. yeah. Except for yeah. Beavis and Butthead, everybody looked pretty normal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were normal. <laughs> yeah, what's Beavis not, and Butthead were hot? What's not, what's not normal about Beavis and Butthead? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Speaking of Butthead, Bender's exploding ass. <laughs> yeah. 
What a gag. I love it. And yeah. they bring it back around at the end. Of course. It's great. Yeah. Got to. Yeah. His the silicone ass that he gets for two seconds and then pitches a fit about <laughs> <laughs> You've desecrated a national treasure. Um his ass. His ass, yeah. Is the national treasure yeah, I, in this That's true. Yeah. 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 Were you about to say you know? I was, yeah. Uh, Bender has my favorite. Do we? Do, are we doing favorite joke? Can we do that anytime? Or do we, we can do that? it at any time. Anytime, anytime. So Bender has my favorite joke in this episode. Was <laughs> the 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 realization that people will pay to have sex. Mm-hmm. The smash cut to the yep. gavel coming down, yep. and then the two like sex worker robots with the twenty five cent arrow. Yep. <laughs> on their chest, and then as their Bender's he pimp walk, walks out. his pimp walk as he's walking out, and them saying Bender, we still love you, and he says, "Shut up, baby, I know it." That is a really funny joke. I will say that sentence has pervaded my life since I saw it. Mm. I say it all the time Mm -hmm. when people give me compliments. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes they're like, all right. Like they're very offended by it. I'm like, I'm so sorry. It's a Futurama joke. It's like, what's your deal? It's aggressive. Yeah, Yeah, it is. But I'm like, and that's, and like, I've told people this too. I'm like, it's, it's the get confident stupid as well. You know, it's like, it's like, I mean well when I say it, but, but also like you should like be confident. If someone says like, you're cool, say, shut up, baby. I know it. You know, like, I think it's a good positive thing for your (laughs) self-esteem and get confident, stupid. I do love that. They just skip over what could possibly have been an entire Entire episode. Uh, on ill-advised episode, yep. or at least Bender B-plot, to give him another B-plot mm-hmm. yeah. entirely, which is just being a dating machine, which is funnier yeah. and better. And serves the A-plot. Yeah. Exactly. Which is in, like, at the end of the day, thank God, because you get into a certain point, like, we're in that, we're in the weeds now with The Simpsons on the other on on Sunday nights where it's just like yeah there's there's an a plot and there's probably going to be a completely tangential Unrelated B-plot. B plot yeah um yeah ten is a real criminal for 10's that ten's bad for that yeah yeah and I mean because we covered ten we did and I think it gets worse in eleven it does like eleven twelve thirteen is what I remember being prime examples of unrelated A and B plots yeah, yeah what's the season where uh... Mr. Burns loses his money and Lisa helps him get it get it back with the slurry plant. Oh, that's, that's actually season eight. eight. Oh, is that yeah, earlier? Because yeah. that feels like when The Simpsons is getting really high concept and eight is that's what what we found actually is eight is even though it's like one of my favorite seasons, it is a hundred percent that is when they start to just be like. I don't know, like, mm-hmm. uh, they get trapped in a mountain, uh, you know? Like, they, they do go, like, really high concept with a lot of that stuff. Like wedding even the, after wedding yeah. after wedding. <laughs> like, even the Scorpio episode, you know, you only move twice, which is my favorite episode. Like, it's it's wacky. It's so fucking weird. Yeah. But I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. We called it the big swing season. Big swing season. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. see that. But that Scorpio episode is really funny. It's so good. You only move twice is really funny. Mm, it's so good. Yeah, it's, a, it's the best season, and it has the best examples of that kind of thing where it's like, yeah, we can actually make this happen. Yeah. Mm. It's not going to work every time though. Yeah. Clearly. So season eight's the best version of that. I mean, cause it's still got, for me, it's still got the heart. It does. At the, at the, at the core of it. And that's why, you know, season nine starts to move away from that. And that's why season nine, I start to sour on. Yeah. Um, even though overall, I think we came down and it's a decent season, pretty good season. I mean, pretty you good. still like it a lot. Pretty good. I I don't hate it as much as I thought I did. Go. I liked it. it. I liked it less than I thought I yeah. would. And you liked it more. Yeah, we kind of met in the middle. <laughs> That's a beautiful story. Guys. Yeah, right. it was a good story. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. Our season nine arc is very good. It's very good. <laughs> and then season 10 is us like, how do we finish this quicker? <laughs> Can we do two episodes? There's again? 24 episodes? Uh, yeah. I don't even remember if there's 24. It's, it was wild. It's too many, though. It's too many. Yeah. Yeah. You know you're in trouble when Marge becomes your best character consistently. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and no shade to Marge. No shade to Marge. No, but, Marge has some great moments, yeah. but yeah. you can't hang an episode on her, yeah. usually. No. My favorite, the gallons of Pepsi, homemade Pepsi. <laughs> it's a little thick, but <laughs> the price is right. <laughs> the price is right, and it's flat. <laughs> <laughs> it's just syrup and water. <laughs> it's the only funny part of that episode. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's a shitty episode. Lard of the Dance. Lard of the Dance. Remember that one? No. It's where... Uh, they, they, there's a dance, uh-huh. and Homer starts a lard business or something, sure. well, and steals fat grease. from the school grease. Yeah. Steals Willie's retirement grease. Retirement right, grease. right, right. And Alex, played by Phoebe Buffay. Yeah. Uh, Lisa is, Kudrow. Mm-hmm. But she's just Phoebe. She's just being Phoebe. Yeah. Oh, there she is a says, joke in that where yeah. she tells she Lisa says, Don't to be shut a Phoebe. up. Yeah. Well, she tells Lisa to shut up. Oh, yeah. Lisa's like, she just tell me to shut up, which is what you do when people pay you a compliment. Yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah. Shut up, baby. I know it. <laughs> anyway, uh, what's your favorite joke from this episode, Greg? Um, mm, that's, I mean, probably some Zoidberg shit. Yeah. Because I had Shut Up, Baby, I Know It, and I had Zoidberg as my two options. So, yeah. <laughs> basically. But, but, like, his bit where they're, like, explaining why he's alone or whatever, yes. and he kind of raises a claw, <laughs> and it's like... No, no, it's just because he's he's monstrously ugly or whatever, and he's like, oh, yeah. His, that whole run is very it was great. That scene is very funny. His anatomy poster being upside down, upside down in his down, office, yep. like it. That's, very good. That's a, a good joke per minute example. Yeah, the um, him just, driving the car. Yeah, too, is pretty fun. Yeah. The very idea of him just like talk, like just saying like, ah, oh, bird's eggs. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long since I've had a hot meal. <laughs> uh, oh oh God, that Zoidberg. I mean, we'll get to it when we get to it, but like one of my favorite lines in the whole history of the show is when he says, what's this? Two meals in one day. <laughs> yeah. And I just think it's very funny. For and, the second season of a show, the characters are super well sketched. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like they're really well defined. Is this the one, um, these two episodes are blurring together already, <laughs> uh, where they, um, Hermes is chewing himself out in his office or is yeah. that the- yeah, this is this one because yeah. in the next one he's brain slow. Oh, right, he's brain slow yeah. for the whole episode. Yeah, so, I mean, which that, is great. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean that's a that's like Hermes is a pretty big swing of a character. Yeah, because he's he's Jamaican. He's a but Jamaican he's also bureaucrat. The bureaucrat. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that guy. He's a limbo really champ. He's a limbo champ. Uh, one of my favorite characters is his wife, La Barbara. Oh, La Barbara's great. <laughs> we haven't met her yet. Big La Barbara in, fan. in this current in this canon in where we're at. Yeah, but she's great. I, I don't think we've met her. No. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she doesn't show up until how Hermes requisitioned his groove back. Oh, but, that's right. Yeah. But I don't know that 100%. Um, but yeah, the characters in this are are super well set up. Like, not just the core four. This is probably an early Amy fleshing out episode, I assume. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, this is before where the buff bugalo roam. Yes. Because Kiff's not in the picture yet. Yeah. And uh, um, Farnsworth is just so funny. Like, Farnsworth gets Farnsworth so is, many has good always jokes. been, and we've always talked about. He's like, I don't think he ever misses. Yeah, and I'm often like sad when he's not in the episode more. But then I also think like, but then when like he gets one line and he just nails it, and you're like, yeah, don't overuse him. You mm-hmm. know, 
use him when he needs to be used. Especially if the if the episode doesn't doesn't require him. Yeah. But he like arrives fully formed. Oh yeah. yeah. Episode well, one, it's like his voice oh, here isn't he is. quite there, yeah. but the character is. He's yep. basically he's Abe Simpson and Mr. Burns kind of <laughs> smushed into us. He's basically all the old people from The Simpsons smushed into us. Smushed together, character. but Fucking like brilliant. with with an overall good attitude. You know, yeah. like he's not vindictive or like evil. He's just old. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that works better than like Mr. Burns, for 100%. example, um, who I love. Like Mr. Burns is awesome, but but I I I like that they don't make him like a jerk on top of all that. Like yeah. he's he's just kind of like kooky and senile. And... Well, the 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 secret sauce is the Doc Brown, like sure, yeah, yeah. or um, Harold Rain- um, um, Rick Moranis's character in Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, like, sure, this like lovable... Wayne Zelinsky. Wayne Zelinsky, of course. Wayne yeah, Zelinsky. everyone knows Zelinsky. <laughs> Um, yeah, the 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 like uh, optimistic moron inventor. Yes, is a great. Oh yeah, trip. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> His inventions are uh, the can, best. Can anyone yes. remember what the name of the Ford car was? Oh, uh, like uh, the Thunder Cougar Falconbird. That's the one. Thunder yeah, Cougar Falconbird. Falcon. Thunder Cougar Falconbird. That's my favorite tech. That's mine too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, favorite tech. I forgot. About yeah. <laughs> the Thunder Cougar Falconbird is one word. Thunder Google Falconbird. Thunder Google It's so funny. Uh, Hard to say. It's really funny. Yeah. And also just like on top of that, like the idea of the car that she does buy being like covered in eagles for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. You, they don't, you, you don't see any of them. No. It's like they're under the <laughs> floor. There are more <laughs> eagles. There are more eagles. And yet, uh, <laughs> what's wrong? The luxury version is so many more eagles. <laughs> I'd be sad if you missed out. I'd be so sad. Uh, car, car salesman. The car salesman, I think, you know what? I rescind my, my favorite joke. It's the car salesman <laughs> bit. It's the whole run of yeah. the car salesman. He's very good. Why isn't this turning off? I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. It's plugged in? It's you, plugged in. You want to turn your phone off? I want so to turn it off. I okay. want it to go to, to night-night? Night-night. Okay. Sing it a lullaby I want it to go <laughs> shush. <laughs> Go to go black screen. I don't want everyone to see m- my wedding pictures. <laughs> you know this isn't video, right? I'm sitting all the way over here. Do you want to see? Well, don't turn picture? the phone towards <laughs> me because now picture? I have no choice but to see them. It's nice, right? <laughs> it's very nice. Yeah. Was that Canmore? Close. Canonas. Banff. Oh. <laughs> I did it. I, Fifty I was, fifty chance. I did. Yeah. I did. Uh, I, I did throw that to you like I wanted you to guess. <laughs> Um, well, uh, any other thoughts about this app before this app before we move on to the next one? Uh, I just want to jump on the used car salesman thing, yes. like the gag of uh, Victor going back and talking to malfunctioning, malfunctioning Eddie with the glass in the background and them like exploded. dancing a bit. Them dan- it's really funny. It's great. Yeah, that's a it, um, background jokes are always going to win for me. Yes, yeah, thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, some some brief notable references: uh, the Plymouth v- Viger, Viger, Viger. V'ger, reference to Star Trek The Motion Picture. That's cute. Uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah. The, is referenced. The monolith a, is out of a, order. A film we all agree is not great. Um, <laughs> you don't have to do that. <laughs> Just kidding. It's great. <laughs> you can like Solaris and still think 2001 is great. Because <laughs> it's great. It's good. Okay. Good, not great. <laughs> This is a real A minus opinion yeah. laying down here. Yeah. Hey, still four four point oh. <laughs> minuses don't count. No, minuses don't. 
I want to shout out the uh, animation of um, Amy and Fry playing ping pong against each other. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. that's yeah. a really incredible piece of animation yeah. that is like in the background and has nothing to do with the story. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a, a quick little gag. It's not commented on at all. Nope. Just them playing ping pong. <laughs> I wouldn't like what Leela is there and then they just stop and walk over. Yeah. yeah. It's a real hey, Leela yeah. kind of yeah. moment. Yeah. Oh, hey. Um, Al Gore is on the $500 bill. Mm-hmm. That was the only other reference I wrote down. That's funny. Yep. Gotta love gore. It's pretty good. Um, Raging Bender. Raging Bender. Eighth episode of season two. Written by Lewis Morton. Directed by Ron Hugart. 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 Hello, I'm Hugart. <laughs> uh, I got a level with you, buddy. This is a prank call that's gone bad. Oh, well. I'd like to back out now. <laughs> All right. Better luck next time. What a nice young man. <laughs> uh, original air date, February 27th, 2000. Um... This was one that uh, I conflated with a later one mm. where Bender uh, becomes a lady robot. Mm. Mm. I wonder why you did that. Well, <laughs> still a bit of um, a breath intaker, you know, a little bit of a. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's so like when we first watched, I was like, I wonder how this episode holds up mm. because I was thinking of that one. And I'm still curious once we get to that one, how that holds up. Um, but. Especially because the episode we just watched, the one before it, does have some unfortunate trans humor that yep. is very reminiscent of, as I said, the early two thousands. Yeah. Um, There's also a little bit of gay panic humor, homophobia. Yeah, um, like that, that's that's still present. Um, and uh, and that's the thing about because uh, you were talking about the you know uh, jokes per minute, <laughs> the um, which we're very glad that you've brought into our lives. Um, oh God, <laughs> I left that behind when I moved out of Toronto. <laughs> Um, but, uh, that's what I found with a lot of Futurama in the, in general is that even when the, the JPM is so strong, there's the God occasional, I, I hate that you're saying this, <laughs> there's it. the occasional, uh, gay panic or trans joke that just is just like not funny and just falls so flat. And it's just like this, like uncomfortable, like, oh yeah, like that's still how everyone thought in the early two thousands or everyone how writers rooms of mostly white men yeah. thought at the time um and it's very uh disheartening to be reminded of that every so often in a comedy show that i really like overall i, I didn't think this one was that bad no um, this one's not that bad considering um, yeah. yeah the the aforementioned breath intake it's more it feels more a commentary or i guess the charitable way to think about it is that it's a commentary about the sexism of yes. professional wrestling and the gay panic. Absolutely. Inherent in professional wrestling. And like they, there are a couple of jokes that are more, yeah, it's more like at the character's expense, not necessarily a trans person's expense. And totally. I, one of the jokes that I really liked right at the end is when Bender takes his tutu off for the last time, he like very <laughs> he gingerly hangs it, hangs it up, which I thought was just kind of a nice, like nonverbal joke. Yeah. And shows a little bit of respect to this persona that he's put on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Better than I was expecting for a fox sitcom from the year 2000 <laughs> yeah and i and i i agree i think that again it was it was more me conflating this episode and and the the future mm. one that uh we'll see when we get to it but um but i do think it was i was actually surprised at how uh not progressive but just not 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 progressive uh this yeah. episode was in terms of sexism you know like with the fanog character yeah um and i mean leela's always been kind of the the character that's like 
that stands up against that idea of like, you know, women can only do certain things or whatever. Um, but it really brings it to the forefront with this and with her, you know, tragic backstory and all that and her getting her comeuppance on, on Fnog. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that his name? Fnog? Fnog, something, like, so, that. Yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah, and all the characters who are have those opinions are bad people yeah they're sh- they're shown to be in the wrong and, yeah and that obviously that's that's good but uh but yeah it's just uh it's a weird thing to be like uh oh like bender's gonna be like a, a femme character and that's that's like people are like lame boo like you suck you know because of that and it's got that air to it but it, it isn't quite as like mean-spirited or um horrible as it could have been <laughs> so yeah the the whole idea of it is just, it feels so tossed away. Yeah. In a way that it's like, well, it's, it's you know, it almost can't be offensive because they don't really do anything with it. Yeah. You know, like, oh, you're going to be gen- the gender bender. And, and you're like, and nothing. nothing. Well, and nothing. Yeah. And, yeah. And, I, and I, again, like, I feel like it's trying to tie it into the Leela backstory and that's why yeah. they do it that way. But at the same time, I feel like they could have done the ex- exact same story by having him just be like, I don't know, a little Lord Fauntleroy character or something, you know, like a little mm-hmm. boy. No, it's super lame. And like, obviously yeah. they did it because of like, they thought it would tie in and also yeah. it rhymes. <laughs> That's true. You That's know. probably how it starts. <laughs> yeah. In all honesty. Yeah. Like, there, there is a line. The whiteboard in the writer's room and yeah. they just write down Bender and then erase the B and put a G and they're like, mm? huh? They, draw they just go through, through the alphabet. Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, there, there's a line in his like, pro. I feel like it's in his promo where it's like, we're going to make a bunch of people confused about their sexuality. And that's right. about as close as they get yeah. to um, uh, kind of spelling it out that they're at least trying to be in on the joke, that they're not like making yeah. a joke at, at uh, anyone's expense, except yeah. for people who are uncomfortable about it and uh, <laughs> screw those people. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, that all that being said, I think the first act in this is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a great rules. episode. It's a great episode. Yeah, I think like it, all the mo- the stuff at the movie theater. The and movie theater right is up to so the point good. Where he knocks t- out the the, the scene around guy. the table is so funny. Oh, so good. It's it's unbelievable. The, the brain, brain slug. slugs and uh, all of them being like, we know he's got a brain slug. Like we just like this a is great JPM this. in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> this episode starts with good news, everyone. It yes. does. That's the first line. What a banger what a what a what what a fucking confident way to start an episode just like good news everyone yeah and just yeah give me everything from yep. there mm-hmm. yeah i'm i'm instantly in yeah and the brain slugs are so funny it's so funny. it's one of my favorite uh gags in the show i think and uh and i i think the you know the writers or whoever makes the toys <laughs> the writers probably don't um <laughs> Yeah, I don't think they over do. Yeah, <laughs> um, but like uh, I, I used to collect these little kid robot Futurama figures, and the Hermes one came with a brain slug. So like, clearly, <laughs> it's like it's pervasive enough that like as a, as a joke that it's like that's an iconic thing to go with Hermes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'd love it. I would always I have them displayed on my on my uh, shelf, and I'd make sure the brain slug was always on there. It would fall off all the time. Oh, it gets cold on the floor. It gets cold on the floor. Yeah. And I'll put them back on there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've given them all away now except for my fry figure because it's signed by Billy West. Poor guy died of starvation. <laughs> That's like I love that. Uh, it's it it's with the Simpsons as well when they do that they do that kind of joke with Homer a lot, right? Like the you know he's dumb, 
get it. Mm. Um, but like, I don't know, for some reason, those jokes work for me. <laughs> like, like calling Fry stupid is just, I'm like, yeah, he is. <laughs> he's an idiot. <laughs> but he's a nice guy. So like, I, I don't feel like you're being mean. I don't know. He freaks out because Amy says, I like hanging out with you. <laughs> what an idiot. That's very funny. Um, but yeah, I, I think that, um, cause uh, we, I mean, in Futurama lore, we find out that there's a reason he's so stupid. And I think that's great because he's his own grandfather. Yep. And he, and he lacks the, uh, I can't remember what they call it. The, the something brainwave. Shut the, up, the, the Mr. I'm my own grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> Getting lessons from Mr. I'm my own grandfather. <laughs> Um, so fucking funny. It's great. Uh, but that, I I don't know. I I love that they they like establish this weird lore for Fry being stupid, and it's why he can fight off the giant brain yeah. uh, aliens. That's that right. And, well, yeah. they did it with Homer as well. They, they did it with explaining Homer. why their main characters are morons. Well, that, they did it better with Fry. Yes, that does not work because yeah. The Simpsons is grounded in reality. Mm. Futurama is oh, a sci-fi. Right, right. I think right, that's right. a big reason why I yeah. hate the crayon. Yeah, I all oh, the crayons. Oh, so I wasn't thinking about the crayon. I was thinking about the Simpsons gene. Oh, oh, that's another one I hate. Yeah, that's, <laughs> no, they've that's, tried it twice, and both times yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. I like that. You can just be silly. Yeah, that's true. The Simpson, <laughs> the Simpson gene. That one is Lisa the Simpson from yep. season nine. That episode's fine. Yeah, I, I don't remember how it came down on it, but I, I just don't like the the concept of it being like. I think what I came down on, if I remember correctly, is that I don't like that they're just like, yeah, well, Bart's going to be an idiot forever. Yeah. Because I, I, we talk we talk about Bart a lot and how we love Bart. We think he's a really great character because he's this shitty little kid, but he's got a good heart. And when they do the like flash forward where it's like he's prime, uh, prime justice, uh, what the fuck is Chief, the Chief, Chief Justice. Thank you. Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. Um, like that's like like a nice thing that's yeah. like whereas when it's like oh yeah he's a and they even hold Jimmy on to Buffett it Buffett cover artist or whatever well in like the, in the fucking president well, Lisa's like, president. in another one when he's the construction worker in lisa's wedding yeah um they hold on to that because he says i'm just doing that until i can pay for law school yeah they're and still, they're still hmm. in the canon oh, like that, that doesn't exist yeah because so you know what you don't become chief justice of the supreme court when you're 25 no, and Ideally. you know what? You have to go to college, and you have to, to drink beer, drink a lot of beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy, you like uh, beer. I like beer. You drink beer. Drink beer. The... You got my friend Boofer and Skizmar Sk- 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 and Bomber <laughs> and Boofer. Owen Gloin and Philly. <laughs> Oin Gloin. Oin Gloin. Ballin. Okay, listen. Lauren. I'm my favorite thing about that episode, and I'm trying to. No, Google we're not done it, listing the dwarves. Dwarven. I can't. I'm trying to move us on here. I'm I'm seizing control of your podcast. Um, someone someone's got to. <laughs> Thorin Oakenshield, the leader of our party. Um, in that episode where uh, Homer assembles all of the other Simpson yes. men, yeah. One of my favorite Simpsons jokes is all of their jobs. Yes. Oh, sure. All the birds at the airport. Yeah. (laughs) I play a millionaire at parties. At least I'd like to. (laughs) Is that is one of the funniest things. This is one of them that's like I jump in front of cars. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. For like insurance. Well, sir. No, I jump in front of cars (laughs) and sue the drivers. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Like Homer is the more more than likely the best off of all of them 
Yeah. Absolutely. Because he yeah. pulls in a six-figure income. Yeah. Has lobsters for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Has lobsters for dinner. He lives in a palace. He lives in a palace. He two could ca- be two cars in the driveway. Yeah, he could be living above a bowling alley and below another bowling alley. Yeah. <laughs> he could just have this briefcase and this haircut. <laughs> what a great episode. It's so good. Where do you fall on Homer's enemy? Yeah. Oh, it's great. Okay. Good. It, it's that's a controversial one for us. Yeah. Really? A lot of people wrote in saying it's one of their least favorite episodes. That's insane. Yeah. It's genius. <laughs> it it's amazing. You hear that, listeners? You're insane. <laughs> this new voice on the podcast says that you're all wrong if you don't like this episode of television that's probably older than some of you are. Um yeah, I think uh it it's amazing that it took them that long to create like a foil character. Yeah. And I think it's 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 a tough balance to make the foil character such a wet blanket and to kill him mm-hmm. in such a like dismissive mean way, but it's still funny and it still works. Like I, I, I don't. I, I think I, it should be the finale. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Frank Grimes or Grimey, Grimey. as he liked to be called. Change the channel, Marge. <laughs> that's, that's our, our Homer. Homer. That's, End of series. That's just really funny. <laughs> it would be legendary. <laughs> Everyone would love The Simpsons forever. There would be no worse episodes than there are good episodes. Okay, I found the list. I found the list of other (laughs) Simpsons jobs. This is from the Simpsons Wiki. Great. (laughs) Homer goes and asks all the men what their jobs are. These include running an unsuccessful shrimp company, (laughs) shooting birds at the airport, Mm -hmm. dressing up like a millionaire and going to parties. At least I'd like to. to, Jumping in front of cars and suing the drivers, begging celebrities for money, (laughs) prison snitch, and (laughs) jug band manager. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, that is a really that must have been really fun to come up with yeah, yeah. Those jobs. that's that, a good night that's a whiteboard I, yeah. that I would like a photograph of. that's a good JPM yeah that's, Jesus Christ I gotta go just like I, I always think of it as like writing down little post-it notes and just put them on the whiteboard just like mm-hmm. like yeah, uh, begging celebrities for money. Yeah, <laughs> on the put it on the board. We yeah, got to come up board. with jobs that other Simpsons men have. You've got an hour before dinner. <laughs> Can we order Chinese food? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, well. Favorite joke of this episode? Uh, Hit me up. Hang on. Oh, mine's uh, the professor in the theater. Oh, they don't make movies like this anymore. That and down in front. Yeah. <laughs> Like just I don't know, just a visual of him sitting yeah. the very front row, the very right of the aisle, <laughs> and just <laughs> staring ahead, clearly not looking at the screen, <laughs> and just on his own little journey. You know, <laughs> he thinks someone's in front of him, and then he thinks it's a beautiful film that has not been playing for minutes. Yeah, I think it's great. Uh, mine is also related to this. I I would like to have two, if I may. Oh, of course, because I love the fact that all my circuits. The movie was written by two writing computers and Joe Esterhouse, <laughs> <laughs> which is a really that's like a super deep cut joke. Joe Esterhouse is uh, was an American screenwriter and he wrote like elevated trash. Uh, yeah, and so uh, I'll, oh, I'll I'll go through some. I of know them. he wrote Basic Instinct, but he we were did talking write about. Basic Instinct. Uh, he did not write. Starship Troopers, is that uh, as you Neumeier? thought. Uh, I, I didn't look up Starship okay. Troopers, but um, but I can for you. Um, but he did write Showgirls. He wore so, Showgirls. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the other, other Verhoeven yeah, that, uh, that he did. Um, and uh, those are basically Jade as well. That's another one that oh, I, yeah. I at least know of. That is like, that, um, that movie is weird. And that David, is that David Caruso? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a Friedkin, I believe. And oh. uh, Linda, is, is that Linda Fiorentini? I, I think so. Yeah, I'm just blowing it. Yeah, Linda Fiorentino. Tino. 
David Caruso, Chaz Palminteri. Oh, yeah. Michael Bean. Oh, the Bean. I'm a oh, Bean. I'm a big Bean. Me head. too. Yeah. I think he's America's greatest living actor. <laughs> Is he alive? Well, I like him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Why do I think he died? I don't know. I don't know. Either. He died in The Mandalorian. That's probably why. <laughs> oh, that's right. He had a rough go. He had a pretty good run, and then it. Uh, oh, of movies, kind of died. Yeah, for yeah, him. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hear. I hear he's not great to work with. No, that's no. When you're what? America's greatest living actor, it's really hard to be humble. You're telling me a lot of uh, big name actors in the '80s are horrible people, <laughs> hard to work with. <laughs> Seems crazy to me. Um, I know a guy who was in a made-for-TV movie with him. Oh yeah, he played a bank robber. Yeah, my friend was one of the hostages. Amazing. Yeah. So there you go. Two degrees of separation. Michael Bean, famously chill dude. Mm. Yeah. yeah. A lot of improv on that set. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's what I hear. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you a story off mic about okay. that. Great. <laughs> uh, Flashdance he also wrote. Oh. Okay. Interesting. Um, there's a bunch of others, but I don't really recognize them. So okay. I love that Joe Esterhouse joke. It, that is a real writer's really joke. Like that's... Even at the time, probably most people would not have gotten that. I think I only get that joke because I just listened to the rewatchables about Basic Instinct. Like, that's why Joe Esterhouse is in my head. Nice. Um, and my other favorite joke of this episode is, uh, I have different customs from you. Look at my crazy passport. That's really funny. Uh, the foreigner is really good. That's very uh, dressed like a matador. <laughs> I don't know if, if either of you are familiar with professional wrestling at all. But uh, it's, not it's as not much as much. you. Yeah. Well, and I'm very minimal knowledge, but uh, the foreigner is a direct parody of uh, a, a wrestler. I think in the '80s. Uh, if Efe still listens to this, he's gonna get mad at me if I get this wrong. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but it was called the Iron Sheik. Yes, that's what. And, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, his the whole bit was just like I'm from a different country. I am not American. Mm. Um, and so yeah, the foreigner is very funny because it's just like spelling it out, and it's uh, it's it's great. Good satire. The Iron Sheik is a good Twitter follow. <laughs> I have to say, the Iron Sheik oh, still yeah. around, still tweeting, still doing it. Tweets in all caps, and he talks about Paula. He's like a hardcore Democrat, and he talks about politics quite a bit in oh. all caps and all caps. And he will often say things like, "Donald Trump is the worst thing to happen to America since that ugly uh, mug Hulk Hogan." <laughs> He's, just, I highly just recommend uh, following the Iron Sheik yeah. on Twitter. Um, does he got that blue check mark? That's the question. Oh, he's verified. Yeah, <laughs> well, he's is he old still? school verified. Is he, is he still? Yeah, I haven't checked. <laughs> he's paid his eight dollars. Um, is that what? What? Oh yeah, you, you've been following the Twitter Twitter news, Greg. I just know that it's a fucking mess, yeah. and I don't want any part of it. No, nor should you. No, should you. They have a whole other verification system now. Yeah, it's but really... you have to pay eight dollars for it. Um, no, no, no. There's a different one. Oh, there's a different one. Yeah, they just rolled it out today. Oh my god! Yeah, Are there yeah. See, tiers I haven't been keeping now? Up. Tiers of verification. Yeah, so it's like if you're a, if you are paid to be verified. Uh, I think it's regardless of if you pay to be verified, but there's also like if you're like a brand or like a celebrity or whatever, mm. you get like a second <laughs> bonus oh check mark oh on your profile. Two check marks. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad over there. I just think it's so funny that. Elon Musk was like, I can't remember, I think it was like $20 or something was his first pitch, something like that. Mm. It's like $20 to get a blue check mark. How does that sound, everyone? Everyone's like, no. Stephen King clowned him. (laughs) Stephen King quote tweeted him and was like, absolutely not. And then Elon (laughs) replied to that quote tweet being like, what about $8? He's bargaining. He's so bargaining funny. with Stephen King. He's like, he said, like, listen, everyone. Like, everyone was clowning on him, including Stephen King. <laughs> and he was like, listen, everyone. Twitter's not going to pay for itself. What about $8? <laughs> and it's like, you're a nut. It's so funny to me. 
uh, he he started banning people who do parody accounts of yep. him. Um, I heard that part. That's pretty good. It's yeah. pretty. It's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah it's it's, it's hilarious. A, it's a nightmare world we live in. Yeah, he's you a, gotta find some humor. Yeah. Something. He's a thin skinned little weenie, and I hope this Twitter thing buries him. Oh God! I hope me to, too. honestly, like I've never been a big fan of Twitter. I know a lot of people love it and like swear by it, but I really hope this just like crashes and like Twitter goes away. Yeah, that's what I hope. Honestly, and I think it'll be a good lesson in a lot of billion ways. Dollars. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'll be a good lesson in a lot of ways about like the dangers of social media being owned by billionaires. You know, like yeah. it's just. I mean, Facebook should also crash and burn for a lot of reasons. But anyway, well, I mean, it's looking good for that too. Yeah. Anybody signed into the metaverse recently? No, not recently. <laughs> I never have. I heard the legs crashed it. <laughs> the legs were fake. They were fake. The legs in that presentation, fake. Oh, so That's we don't so have legs. Funny. No, there's no legs. No legs. Oh. If you log into the metaverse now, no legs. No legs. It's a legless experience. Wow, that's half the reason why I wanted to go to the metaverse. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see those legs. Greg's famously a leg man. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I never skip leg day. <laughs> I'm learning a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, my favorite tech of this episode mm. is the masked unit. Yeah. That's good, yeah. I think the masked unit is a prized piece of tech. I also like the character of him. Yes. I think he's very funny. I like how he's he like, transforms and he me, has sir. laser eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lightning and lasers. She is how the how the factory made her, sir. Um, my favorite piece of tech, speaking of the metaverse, is the uh, uh, motion control suit that uh, mm. Flo oh, yeah. is yeah. wearing. Yeah. yeah, that's good. That's pretty funny. And the little <laughs> radar dish. The, <laughs> yeah, ra- the range on that thing is so <laughs> shitty that he has to have <laughs> a radar dish on the canvas just above the ring meters slowly. away <laughs> because i guess there's too much interference oh, from yeah. the bottom of the ring which yeah. he is physically closer <laughs> to the, it's very and he's got a little tv <laughs> he can watch it on like yeah it's very good very funny some great design on that we've talked about this on the pod before how like the the tech in futurama is distinctly past late stage capitalism tech mm-hmm. Where it's like, what if capitalism didn't actually collapse or did and then came back? You know, and all of this tech is incredible, but shit. You know, it's yeah. made not with like the idea of advancement or of uh, uh, of betterment. It's just made for novelty mm-hmm. and profit. And most of the tech in Futurama is indicative of, uh, of that uh, for the entire run of it. That's really funny. I never thought about that before. And every time you see a piece of shit tech like that, I just keep thinking about that. Like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, they they wouldn't need to because like it's just f- sold for the novelty. They sell they sell this this whole suit and radar thing and this giant tank for the novelty of it. It's funny and yeah. it, and it costs a ton of money, but they they make them cheaply so they they can charge a ton of money. Yeah, Amy's car mm-hmm. that is stuffed with eagles yeah. and has a margarita machine and a toaster yeah. mm-hmm. and that drains the drains the, the gas. Yeah, so it fast. so much gas. Yeah. Well, in the the and very it still first... runs on gas. Yeah, still runs on gas. <laughs> it runs on gas. We're never gas. escaping it. Yeah. We're never escaping it. Um the very first episode, uh you know, the whole concept is what if Star Trek but shitty. Yeah. And like it's it's denoted in the very first episode with the uh the doors. Right, so Fry sees the move, the opening, the automatic doors, for, like from Star Trek, and goes, "Cool, just like in Star Trek," and it closes on him. Yeah, and it's just like that's like the the uh, the thesis, as it were, for Futurama's tech. Yeah, is in that very first episode. Um, some notable reference. Oh, my favorite tech was the brain slug. I don't know if that counts, but I don't care. I'm counting it. Brain slug rules. Um, <laughs> <to your show. laughs> that's right. Um, 
Notable references, uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 mm. with uh, Tom Servo and the other guy. Great reference. Yeah. Crow? I think Something so. Crow? I, think it's, I think it's just Crow. I don't know that. Sure. I've never watched the show. Um. Oh, really? You'll love it. Are you kidding me? That's that's your show, man. Okay, well, here, uh, did you ever watch or listen to Riff Tracks? Yeah. Is it similar to that? It's the same guys. I don't like Riff Tracks. Oh. <laughs> Well, I, the MST3K is fun because the movies are bad, whereas Rift yeah, Tracks maybe that's is like modern movies. Yeah. So like Rift Tracks has a bit of a like cinema sins kind of smarm to exactly. it. Exactly. I think that's that's why I, I I tried Rift Tracks once and immediately I was like, I this is I don't think this is funny. I think it's trying too hard and yeah. Yeah, I get that. Uh, yeah. MST3K the movie which came out in the 90s yeah. is uh how I was introduced to it and it, it's really fun. Okay. Yeah, maybe yeah. I'll start there. It has a lot of I'm sorry I shouldn't have stopped for that haircut gags. I mean, I like idea. that game, So, so yeah. <laughs> it's got a lot of like, I know the audience has noticed this and now we're going to reward gonna, you for noticing yeah. yeah, cool. Um, great. Have you ever watched Mystery Science? You know, I missed it both times. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched a piece of it when it came back around. When Patton was on it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was like, well, I don't like this. So maybe I'll give another shot. I, 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 I Yeah, I would recommend the movie. I think the movie yeah. is really funny. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I... Yeah, never really got got it. Yeah. I'll say too, I haven't revisited it since high school. Mm. Okay, mm. so maybe yeah. it doesn't mileage may vary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like things that would be a novelty then are like maybe maybe that that I've seen something like it, but something 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 like it that I prefer with a with an angle that I prefer. That's true because I like the Red Letter Media guys um, when they do like Best of the Worst. Sure, and that's mm. kind of the same vibe. You're not watching it the whole thing with them. They like right. edit it. Right. Um, and that's kind of the, the YouTube era's evolution. Right. Of the that's true. Yeah. Theater thing. Yeah. yeah. So if it's like your flavor, there's other stuff out there for that, but they're, they're like pioneers in that, in that regard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Major. Like, and I know that cause I've heard of them. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Well, and even like the, in this episode, you know, like I remember seeing it for the first time and even just that image of them in shadow. I'm like, I, I recognize that even yeah. though I've never watched the show. That's iconic yeah. for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, great image. Um, well, that was fun. That's it. That's it. All right. Uh, next time we're going to do a by Cyclops built for two, mm. which is a, if I recall correctly, a great episode and a clone of my own, which is a, a professor heavy Ooh. one, I believe. So I'm excited about that. That'll be great. Uh, Colin, thanks for coming on to the show. Oh. Coming back anytime. This was really fun. Great. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And, um, do you want to plug anything? Yeah. Mm, no. Like okay. a website? <laughs> uh, well, okay. I guess. Um, <laughs> I'm a writer. My website is colinmunch.com. I have some fiction and some uh, cultural criticism on there. I run an Instagram uh, where I, you know, those Instagram accounts that are like pretty movies, like shots from movies. Mm. I do one of those for video games. Nice. It's called cinema.vg. And I update it whenever I see a pretty shot in a video game. So don't expect any kind of like schedule or anything. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can follow me on there. It's cool. Like. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Well, there you go. There you go. Um, that's all I got. All right. Great. Well, yeah. thanks for listening, everyone. You can find us on Instagram at Bad Neighbors Pod. And you can follow us uh, on other things, but don't. Um, <laughs> and you can <laughs> email us. <laughs> no. Wait. <laughs> That's the new slogan. <laughs> That's so great. You can follow us on Instagram at Bad Neighbors Pod, and you can follow us on other things, but don't. 
if you really want Twitter are dead. Yeah. If you really want to get in touch with us, though. Yes. You can email us at the hammock district on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. And uh, f- oh, and subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, two bucks or three bucks, depending on which country you're in yeah. uh, a month. And the strength of your dollar. <laughs> and the strength <laughs> of your dollar. Um, and you get all our bonus content, which is typically uh, movie commentaries and weird reviews of other things what did we do recently we did a treehouse ranking right we did a treehouse ranking uh all the tree because it was halloween that's right it was boo bad neighbors and that's right um we ranked every segment from seasons two through ten um of the treehouse and i don't fuck it up at all craig nails it (laughs) as usual uh And we we had very similar rankings for multiple ones, and then very big gaps for other ones. So it's, yep, uh, not because it's I fucked anything up. No, not in that case. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna listen to that. That sounds yeah. good. Well, yeah. You gotta be a Patreon. Yeah. Patreon. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, ah, I don't know. Yeah, two bucks. Yeah. My dollar's not doing so good. <laughs> no. I'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Magic Spoon. For <laughs> sp- <laughs> I heard those are bad. Yeah, I heard they're not. Sorry, good. we're never going to get sponsored by them now, Ooh. but I heard they're not very good. Manscaped. <laughs> yeah, you know it's too expensive, just like your Patreon? <laughs> Razor blades. That's why Dollar Shave Club is <laughs> the thing for me. I am nuking your potential ad <laughs> revenue. How dare you? We can cut all this. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, that's it. That's it. And as always... With With my my last last breath, breath, I I curse Zoidberg! Zoidberg!